Utah. Hi guys. You okay? Uh, just look look around on your tables. Just make sure you pick the right table to sit on. Table talk time. Just make sure you can actually converse with the people. If you can't, let's all close our eyes. Quickly swap. No, don't. No, don't. It's okay. You'll be fine. This is okay. Okay, so I must confess, um, when I started preparing for this, you know when you, when you think you know something? And then God kind of kind of uh, reveals to you that maybe you don't know as much as you thought you did. But I was really, really challenged. It's one of those where uh, I, I thought it would go one place, but God really stirred it and showed me something afresh and something really new. So I pray that that happens in your hearts this evening, that we would, as we talk, as we discuss, as we listen to the Holy Spirit and learn from one another, that he would reveal something fresh in you that will change our lives. Amen? Um, so, when you hear the word discernment, what comes to mind? What do you think about? It is a spiritual understanding and experiential knowledge of how God is active in our lives, acquired through, spir- through disciplined spiritual practice. So, it's a spiritual understanding and experiential knowledge of how God is active in our lives, acquired through disciplined spiritual practice. Sometimes we think of, I mean, one of the first things that pops to my mind when I think discernment is decision making. And I know a lot, a lot of the times when people ask, oh, I need, so I need help with this. It's like, it's because I have a big decision to make. When actually, it's a lot more, actually discernment isn't just about decision making. It's a lot more than that. It's not even a magic wand, that kind of magic wand formula that tells you what to do and what not to do. That there's, there's a process of understanding and experience. The two, they kind of anchor this whole thing of discernment, understanding and experience. And it's through a process of practicing something that you continually get to that place. It's not an instant thing. And so if, if anyone did come thinking there was a magical wand, I'm really sorry to disappoint you. Um, but it's so much more than that. A life of discernment is characterized and almost driven by this desire to know God's heart and to know his will in all things. So it's this disposition towards God. It's, it's a life that's, I want to know who you are so I can know your heart, so I can know your will, so I can carry that out. And that's a, con- that's a continuous movement. It's not a one-off, this decision, that decision. It's a continual movement. And so it becomes this pathway almost to which we find out the will of God. And it's rooted in a loving, intimate relationship with him. Because it, it, and it's not in isolation. We, we can't disassociate the two. And, and sometimes I know we like things quick. We like simple answers that just, you know, get me there. But actually, it's within the context of a loving relationship with him that this process of getting to know him better happens. That this process of discernment happens as we move closer and closer to the heart of God, where we find out the will of God. So an understanding and experience. Understanding and experience through practice. And you know... As we, as we give ourselves to this sort of lifelong commitment going towards God in knowledge of him and experience of him through the scriptures, through other people, through nature, through events, and that still small voice, there's so many ways 
that God speaks to us and reveals himself to us. And we're all different. So the way I hear God will be different to how someone else experiences him. And if I try and sort of do what they do, um, and then it kind of doesn't work, and then I get all confused and it's really weird, there's a, there's a personal journey. I can learn from that, but there's a personal journey that, that comes with that. And it's, and it's me knowing more of God, but also allowing God to know more of me. And as he knows more of me, he reveals to me more of who I am, how I think and how I work, which helps me in that process. So there's this, there's this growth, growing self-awarenessness that happens as we move in relationship with him that is part of the process of discernment. I know I don't make good decisions on an empty stomach. That's me being self-aware. So if I'm really trying, like I'm, oh God, I really need you to, and I'm, I'm, I'm hungry and I'm cranky, I know that I'm not in a good space to, to do anything productive. So unless I'm fasting, that's different. They're not very good at fasting because I like eating. Anyway, this is for another day. But I, I know myself that much that actually I'm not that great first thing in the morning. I know some people are like, oh, good morning, Jesus. What's your will? I'm not. I have to brush my teeth, shower, have some food first. Then I'm like, oh, Jesus, you're great. So I know for me, first thing in the morning is not the, unless, I mean, God, God does work outside that. Sometimes it does happen. I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You said that. But mostly I, I know myself and that's a journey of, oh, God, but this, I'm struggling. He's like, no, 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 Kondo, you're just not a morning person. It's okay. And I'm like, oh. Oh yeah, you see me, you understand, so that's fine. And we go on this journey together. So it's me seeing more of God, but allowing God to see more of me. And, and then I find out more about myself, and we go on this, this whole process together. And so in Philippians 1, verse 9 to 11, Paul says this. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So Paul is praying, first of all, that their love may grow more and more. And this isn't just this kind of feeling of of, of love, like they would be more lovey-dovey or whatever, but that their understanding of God as love, that they're living their life rooted and grounded in love would increase. And you know, the love of God is is discipline. God disciplines those that he loves. He corrects those that that he loves. So as they grow in this this love of God and in being um, governed by the love of God, they become more like him and, and they abound in that. So not just this Oh, we love, we love, we love. But actually the fullness of what that means because it all stems from that place when we are rooted and grounded in his love and we're filled to the fullness of God so that that love may abound and that their knowledge and insight of him would increase and in turn that leads to this enable to discern. And so when, when Paul says knowledge, he doesn't just mean knowledge about something. It's more of a knowledge that comes from a personal relationship and experience. So I know my sister is 27 years old because I can look at her passport and it tells me, well, I was there when she was born, but I can look at her passport and it tells me she was born on this day and this year. So I'm like, okay, I know she's 27. That's a fact. However, that's different to knowing how she would respond in a situation because I've experienced her. So I know what my sister is like 
from a personal relationship and experience. I know what she'd say in this scenario because I know her, not just because I know about her. And so when we grow and know who God is, we have more insight as how to he, how he feels about situations. Not just because I have a formula and I know of, but because I know him. And and it really it's really humbling because it's it's kind of this it's tempting to hear discernment and jump to the conclusion of a decision. And actually God is saying, No, it's all about me. It's all about you growing in relationship with me. It's all about you coming closer and closer to my heart as a lifestyle. And that is where you find your peace. That's where you find security rooted in my love with me. And from that place, you will be able to, the word there, discern or choose well. So when we're living life in close relationship with the Father, growing closer and closer to his heart, and we know him and he knows us, we are then able to choose to weigh things up, to see correctly. We're able to discern. Paul says something similar in Colossians 1, verse 9 to 10. He says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. The Spirit of God brings understanding. The Spirit of God brings wisdom. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. And I'll push pause there. Sometimes, I guess going back to, I guess, making decisions. What do I do? Where do I go? We, we can get caught up in thinking, what's, what's best for me? And people will say that, isn't it? Just do what's best for you. Do what's right for you. When actually, Paul is saying... I want your knowledge of God to abound. I want you to grow in wisdom so that you can please him. Not so that you can do what's best for you. And when we, when we shift that focus, suddenly it becomes less daunting. Because it's actually, I'm not living for, I don't know, I'm not living for the next big thing or the next big job or the next big house or whatever it is actually I'm living just to please him the scripture tells us whether we're in this body or not our aim is to please him it's all about him it's all about us moving closer and closer to him so that you may please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work growing in the knowledge of God again continually growing in the knowledge getting to know him more being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Endurance and patience. We need that in this process. I just think it's so amazing how he puts that in there. And it's like, this is not necessarily going to be an easy ride, but that God would strengthen you with patience and endurance along this journey because that's how we grow. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. This is our inheritance. To endure, to grow in him, in the knowledge of him. To to get closer and closer to his heart. To learn what he's like so that we can please him. And and as we see it as, as seeking to please him, we have to, like Josh was saying, lay down our selfish desires. Lay down our sort of, this is what I thought it should be, and et cetera, and et cetera. Because we, we give it all to follow him. 
because he gave everything so that we could have life. And so, I have a couple of questions. So have, I know, I know, right? So having said that, I want us to talk for a bit about what spiritual disciplines can we practice to grow in our discernment? And then second of all, someone once said, discernment performed alone can become delusion. Do you agree or do you disagree and why? Okay? So just to say, obviously we can talk about decision making because it is about that, but discernment does not equal decision making. Does that make sense? So yeah, so you can talk about decision making, don't like not talk about decision making because it's, it's a big part of it. But yeah, so let's talk about those two questions on our tables. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that um, in terms of, it was really, was it Andrew? Was it Andrew? Andrew. I didn't just make that up. I was, oh my gosh, so risky. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> that how, that those, that how you do those things you do, I think it is really important. I once read somewhere that you can, as you read the Bible, you have to allow it to read you. So, and then with any sort of book you read, if, if you're reading Christian literature, it's so easy to, I mean, I like to get through stuff because I'm like, because I can get distracted and not finish. I'm like, I need to finish, I need to finish this chapter, I need to finish this book so I can say I've finished it. Then I finished it, I'm like, what did I get out of, I don't know, other than I can say I finished the book, but because I didn't actually stop and allow the book to read me, which is where the transformation happens. And so I think that's really key and, and a really real, real key part of, of discernment um, as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think whole theologies have been formed. I think because um, people didn't talk to other people and just came up with stuff from the Bible, and they're like, right, this is it. God told me this, and so this is what it is. And it's like, I'm not quite sure. Usually, when I'm when I'm preaching, if I come up with something, someone taught me this tip once. If I come up with something that I've never heard anyone say before, just double check it. Because it's not worth being all, I have the new revelation. The Bible's the same. It hasn't changed. Like over, It's all pretty much been said. There are fresh ways we can say things. But we're not trying to come up with anything new. If we're trying to come up with something new, then there's a problem. So actually, if I, if I hear something, I will ask someone, hey, I felt God say this to me. What do you think? Because it's not worth the risk in, in leading people astray just because I think I heard something great. And actually, there's a humility that comes. Well, let me just double check because I don't miss out by double checking and not saying it but I kind of can make a mess if I just go you know what I mean and 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 yeah so so yes there are times and there are times when we will hear God and everyone around you will tell you you're crazy so that happens oh no I really feel God is saying I was like no that's absolutely nuts that's bonkers and how do you navigate that as well and sometimes everyone around you is just scared of the decision you're trying to make and so there's this whole yeah, but again, this underpinning on, on understanding and experience I think is so profound because there will be times we get it wrong, but that adds to our wealth of experience in growing in discernment. So we should never let fear hold us back when it comes to making decisions. Never make a decision from a place of fear because it will always end up wrong. If you want to make a decision and, and what you're doing is, is because of fear, 
do the other thing because it just it doesn't work. We have to live from a place of love. And so even when we do get it wrong, it adds to this history with God of, okay, that time, maybe I missed it, so therefore, okay, God, what do I have to learn from that? And the experience grows, and that takes patience and endurance and, and, and growing with God. So understanding and experience. And obviously, discernment comes from the Holy Spirit, and so... It's not formulaic, it's relational. There isn't a one plus one equals two in every single situation, and therefore this is what I have to do. It's actually in relationship um, with him that we, that we grow and that we, we grow in our discernment because it is all about him and he reveals to us the heart um, of God. And so it comes from him, but it's our responsibility to create space for him to do that. So in our spiritual disciplines and whether it's, whether it's being on our own or whether it's taking a walk through nature alone or with friends, something, you know, God speaks a lot through just what he's created. You learn a lot about rhythms of life. Jesus walked to the earth and talked about what he felt, talked about what he stood on. He, he talked about how, you know, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it can't produce and, and seasons. And there's so much that you can just hear as you walk. Try walking in a park with friends and don't talk. Just walk and listen and then talk afterwards. It's amazing. It's actually, it's really cool. It's like bonding, but yeah. Um, yeah, so creating space for him to speak in, creating space and allowing him um, to help us um, along that. It also takes time. Uh, I've never seen anyone lay their hands on someone and impart maturity. Like, if someone does that, run. Do not allow anyone to lay hands on you and say, be mature in Jesus' name. It doesn't happen. Now, obviously, um, Solomon prayed for wisdom, and we should do that. But there is, there is only so much that you can, you can gain um, without going through something. So you have to develop that history with God. That's, that's personal to you. So when we, we can look at someone who's later on in life and think, oh my gosh, yeah, and this and this. Like, actually, that person has a history with God that no one sees. No one really should see. But, but God works through that. And, and what we work on in there, it will um, reveal itself in the open, but, but it happens behind closed doors. It happens in the secret place. And so you have to take time to build and develop that history with God through experience. It doesn't happen in an instant. So don't worry. It's absolutely fine. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And just a tip as you, as you do that, I would say write stuff down. So write down what you hear. Write down what you feel. When this happened and I did, this is how I felt. And as you do that and as you keep stock, you will see your journey and you will see patterns and you will see, oh, okay, God, so when this happens, okay, I see what you're teaching me. I'm learning more about myself and you're revealing stuff. Even when things don't go great, there'll be times when, we, when we, you go to pray every day and maybe it doesn't feel like anything's happening. That's okay. Perseverance. The more we do it, God will speak to us in moments when we don't expect him to, but because we've cultivated that space of being with him, he will speak in the moments you don't expect him to and you will hear him. So write stuff down, get into nature and create space and for him to move. We see in part, we prophesy in part, so we really can't do it on our own. Uh, our aim is always to please him. We must remember this. Otherwise, we'll get sucked into our own personal agendas. And a discerning or wise person doesn't know all the answers, but they know how to get them. So if someone is 
is wise, you know. It doesn't mean they know absolutely everything, but they know how to press in to get the answers to situations. They know how to listen to God. They know how to discern something. And so even though they don't have it in an instant, they have the humility to, I know what I need to do in order to acquire the knowledge because I don't have it. So whether that's being humble enough to ask somebody, that's wisdom. So wisdom is knowing how to, to do that. And you know, scripture says, wise men and women are always learning always listening for fresh insights. So there is no pressure, actually, that that wisdom and, and growth and maturity is knowing how to press in, is knowing how to be humble, is knowing you don't know it all, but you have a wealth of people around you, you have a wealth of, 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 um, of literature, of the scripture, that you know how to, to get that. And then pray. Like I said, Solomon prayed for wisdom. I remember being a kid and I had like a child, children's Bible with pictures. And when I read that story, I was like, right, that's it. I know what to pray for now for the rest of my life. And ever since that day, I'm like, God, give me wisdom. Solomon prayed for it and you gave it to him. So give me wisdom. It works. It really does. <laughs> like it works. And I still pray that prayer today. In Daniel um, 20, 20, 10 verse 12, um, it says, and he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, this is the angel appeared to him. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. God responded to Daniel's disposition to know more. God responded to his prayer when Daniel set his heart to understand God. He set his heart to, I want to know you well, I want to know your ways. And the angel says, from the moment you start praying, I was sent and I came. And so it doesn't mean we know everything. It's a process of leaning in to him, to knowing more of who he is and seeking to understand. In all you're getting, get understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so, yeah, good, good talk, guys. Good discussion. Um, God is, there's a scripture that says it's, uh, what is it? It's the glory of uh, God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out. Have I got that right? I'm just like going stuff off the top of my head. Anyway, but yeah, he's not a mystical, doesn't want to reveal, but he does want to draw us in to relationship to know more of him. And it's a really, really exciting journey to go upon. As we press into him, we get to know him more, who he is, his heart. And that will set us up for a lifetime of discovery and growth with him. Amen? Amen. Cool. See you guys.